radon can cause lung cancer. So protect your family. Talk to your builder. Tell them you want a healthier, safer, radon-resistant home. Learn more. Visit the EPA at epa.gov radon. That's epa.gov radon. This public service announcement is brought to you by the EPA, who does not endorse this particular builder or any other commercial enterprise. Are you ready for a triple dose of wit, insight, and laughter? Tune in to News Radio Pensacola for the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show from 11 to 2. Your daily dose of engaging conversation and hilarious banter. Join Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins as they tackle the biggest news stories, pop culture moments, and everything in between. They'll keep you entertained, informed, and laughing out loud from start to finish. Don't miss a minute of the fun. Tune in to the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show, 11 till 2 on News Radio Pensacola. Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Like sands through the black water, so are the days of our Milton. And now, another episode of City Council Melodrama Theater. Good evening, everyone. Uh, special called City Council meeting to discuss the appointment of uh, an interim city manager. I have my own reservations. I, I, um, I've been friends with Randy and his wife uh, for over a decade, and she and I were in Kiwanis together. And um, you know, I, I don't say this to be unkind, but um, Mr. Jorgensen was ultimately responsible for an eight million dollar mistake when we look back three years ago with the bid that was off. I stand by this firmly. Uh... Randy has done a fabulous job. I know everyone doesn't agree with that. Uh, I'm thankful that he is willing to come back because he truly cares about this staff and because he cares so much about the city of Milton. Ah, look, Days of Our Milton is still on the air. <laughs> it does, sadly does persist. I actually, you know, when Scott Collins, who is the uh, current city manager for a few more days now, um, when Scott Collins one time said in a meeting, you know, he hopes to cancel this series. I was rooting for him because if the series gets canceled because things in Milton get cleaned up and they start behaving like adults, uh, I mean, not everybody misbehaves, but, you know, there are a handful uh, who make it really, really hard for Milton to function properly. Um, you know, I'd be happy for that because I'm always happy to see my communities do well. You know, uh, the drama has gone away almost entirely off of the Pensacola City Council and, uh, you know, protest lawsuit over the Malcolm Young gym aside, okay, uh, generally speaking, it has become very calm. And that makes me both sad as a radio host who is looking for content that's interesting and engaging, but it more so makes me happy. You know, I have law enforcement officers who come on and they tell me it was a boring week last week. Good. Yay. Fewer crimes. Community citizen happier. Um, so from an entertainment perspective, no, I wanted this, the, 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 um, the thing to go on. But as a citizen and somebody who cares deeply about these cities and the drama and the pain it causes to the staff and the residents of the city, no, I, I, I wanted it to go away. Uh, it's not going away anytime soon. Um, so here's the deal. Scott Collins has put in his resignation. He's willing to stand to work on some special projects. Uh, and so what do they do in the meantime? 
Chief Tony Tindall, the Pensacola, er, the, the uh, Milton Police Chief, he doesn't want the job. He did the job a little bit before when Randy resigned first. Uh, he had interim, and he doesn't want it. Um, so then what are they going to do? Who are they going to bring in? Who can even do this job, you know, that wants to do this job? And the answer is that is a shrinking pool of candidates approaching zero. Well, Randy Jorgensen has said he would do it. And he stepped in. You know, he's like, I, I, I can do this. So the Pitchfork Posse was out in full effect last Thursday. Uh, Heather Lindsay generally represents their point of view. Mike Cusack, um, who, again, my interpretation was the person most responsible for the calamity that was the original hiring effort to get Scott Collins. Uh, he says, oh, we can't hire Randy Jorgensen back without a background check. We don't even know anything about him. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then you had, you know, Sherry Sebastio, uh, new but prior member of council, says, no, he's... Randy Jorgensen is the only guy that everybody wants. Casey Powell says, I can't trust Scott Collins to even do on an interim basis what the things that he's said because he's bailed on us so many times. Gavin Hawthorne, we've been burned by Scott Collins. We can't go back to him. I mean, we've already been burned by Scott Collins multiple times, so my opinion is... So we can't do, go back to him. So then, like I said, the Pitchfork Posse shows up, and they're showing the, you know, everything is terrible about Randy Jorgensen. What you're about to do, and I'll call it, it's going to be a 5-2 vote. I mean, everybody knows that. Um, That's because we understand who the players are. She's right. Y'all are going against the will of the people. There, I, you know, you. I do know you've talked to some of the staff. There's a lot of staff that will back Randy Jorgensen. They like him. It's a weird position to take that the staff like Randy, the council by a large majority, five to two, is going to support him, but somehow she is the one, that's Pam Mitchell, one of the key people who knows the will of the people. That she knows the will of the people. And not everybody else. Everybody else is mistaken about this. Uh, Sherry Chapman says... Why don't we call somebody off the street and appoint them to be something tonight? Just whatever we decide. That's not how HR works. Let's just get some rando off the street, because that's the same as a guy who's been doing this same job for years and just hasn't been doing it for the last couple of months, right? And there will be ethics filed in the event that this is what takes place tonight, you must go by your HR. So you can't really, by your own rules, vote for anybody in tonight. So you can't do this. There's going to be an ethics complaint against you if you do vote this way. And I agree. Everybody in town says it's going to be a 5-2 vote. Well, let me tell you, you five will be on the ethics complaint. Okay. So you better watch it. I love the okay from, I think, I can barely tell, but I think that was, um, okay. uh, I, you know, I'm not sure. <laughs> it's between two people who I always have trouble differentiating their voices, and he's clearly off mic. I don't know if that's Jeff Snow or, um, oh goodness, the city council president, all of a sudden I can't think of his name. I said it just a moment, Casey Powell. Um, so we'll come back to this because, you know, what other people had to say was kind of interesting. But yeah, the Pitchfork Posse is out to get Randy and prevent him from taking over because... They don't like him, also because he's been the primary architect, along with lots of city staff, of the wastewater treatment plant. And they hate that project. They want to do anything, and they have been willing to do anything to derail that project. So that's what their real motivation here is. Back to this in a second. Jake's got traffic on the fives. All right. I'm not seeing any major slowdowns on our roadways this morning. We do have an accident on the Bob Sykes Bridge with uh, injuries. Lots of crews on the scene there. But we do have access to the beach southbound. Uh, one of the lanes is open, but there are, are going to be crews on the scene there for a while. Heavy police presence. So if you're trying to get onto Pensacola Beach this morning, uh, just use caution getting through the toll plaza. 
Other than that, I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. If you're coming out of Milton this morning on Highway 90, I don't see anything slowing you down. Chase Street, Gregory Street, Garden Street, Palafox, no delays on Burgess or Olive. We're looking good there. So if you see anything out there, let us know. 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. Yeah, horrible thing to imagine having happened. I mean, I've seen the pictures on Channel 3 of what happened out at the Bob Sykes Toll Bridge Plaza. That's just... mm. Awful. Yeah. Uh, back to the city of Milton, where it is always drama all the time. And uh, Randy Jorgens is funny because Sherry Chapman speaks again, one of the founding members of Pitchfork Posse, uh, and and she gets up to speak. And the very next person to speak after she's saying how there's going to be an ethics complaint and y'all are violating your policies and why don't you just hire anybody off the street? Because Randy, you can't just hire him back. He's the next person to talk. Mayor, members of council, first I'm humbled. Second. Um, I appreciate uh, the opportunity potentially to help the people that are employed here uh, reach the goals that the city has established. Right. And not because he needs the money. I mean, he retired because he doesn't need the money. I think I indicated Tuesday night that if I was willing, I'm not doing this for benefits. I'm not doing this for money. I'm doing this because I care. And because he's literally the only person who's really able to do it, at least on an interim basis until they find the right person. And, you know, it had been proposed that maybe they put a maximum cap on the interim position for up to a year. And he's like, whoa, I don't want to do this for a year. A year? Casey, I appreciate that, but I guarantee you I don't have an interest (laughs) in a year. Uh, I said Tuesday night and I'll say again, I like my current job. Uh, Six Saturdays and a Sunday aren't a bad schedule. Golfing and grandpa. <laughs> That's what he likes to do. Now, this is interesting. So this is a voice that I had never heard before. Jody Conrad shows up and speaks as a member of the public, and she responded directly to Pam Mitchell, who was the one who claimed that, you know, the will of the people is being violated, which, again, I think is a weird position to take. If five of your seven city council members think this is a good idea, what's your special insight into the will of the people? They're the elected representatives. They're the ones who are supposed to know the will of the people. That's why we have representative democracy. And, of course, city staff, who seem to be overwhelmingly on board with this decision. Uh, But somehow she's got special insight, you know, about what the people really want. Well, I think what her small group wants. Okay. But, you know, across the board, I mean, I don't pretend to know. I don't talk to a thousand people from Milton to know one way or the other. But I wouldn't presume to say it either. When I'm up against, you know, the majority of the city council and also the majority of the staff, apparently. Anyway, Jody Conrad had had enough. You know, I heard Pam Mitchell say that she thinks she speaks for the majority. But the truth is, is that the side of the room that's usually vacant are those of us that stay home and watch the meetings online. Because it's beyond disheartening to watch our city being bullied by a special interest group. And I applaud the five council members who see through that and refuse to be bullied. That is so on target. I heard you threatened tonight by the special interest group. I heard, you know, your legacies being threatened. I heard you being threatened with ethics violations. And I'm just grateful that there are five of you that are willing to stand up against that. And see through it. No, she. this is like... Tell the truth, lady. Come to the meetings more often, please, because <laughs> you are exactly right. It makes absolute perfect sense that you have someone qualified right here who is willing to come forward and take on this thankless job. 
and the idea of even remotely having to vet this person and see a resume is one of the most ludicrous suggestions I've ever heard, I must say. That that was the maneuver that Mike Cusack had try, tried. Well, we can't just hire him back. We got to background check him and we got to, you know, he's got to fill out an application just like anybody else who comes to work for the city. Sir. <laughs> Come on. So this is, as I've said before, this is act two of a three-act play. And um, I think we have now gotten through, I've got about 45 sound clips cut on this. And I think we've gotten through about 25. So we're doing pretty well. We're right on track for next hour. We'll finish all this up because um, the remainder is actually very, very interesting. When the city staff, the senior directors all show up and are like, y'all, please do this. Please get Randy back in here. Oh, by the way, just for context, just for, you know, if you follow the Milton City drama and you kind of, I know a lot of people, this is like your favorite segment is when I talk about Milton. Um, I'm sorry, I guess. Anyway, <laughs> I am sorry that it has to happen. Um, if you want to understand some of what's going on, background information, Heather Lindsay is part of the two. You know, it's always these votes of five to two or six to two with uh, Marilyn Fair and Mike Cusack on the negative. She's typically with them. Uh, aligned with the Pitchfork Posse, just like they are. And they hate Randy. And they hate, uh, despite what she said a moment ago, oh, I love her, get along with her good, him and wonderful. No, you don't say stuff like that in public. Anyway, um, and, you know, really, really, really can't stand Alex Andrade, the city attorney, who is, you know, his job is not to represent anybody in particular, but he often winds up being aligned more with the, you know, the other five. Uh, and, I mean, I would say it's aligned with them and against the Pitchfork Posse. And I think that's probably the right position to have. It's unfortunate that he has to be, but I think. So, um, remember, she has blocked him from her phone. She will not take texts or calls from him. The mayor won't talk with the city attorney and try to get him fired. And then that all blew up and it wound up getting the city clerk fired who had been aligned with her. She sent a complaint letter to the Florida Bar about Alex Andrade. And it is a long, rambling, weird manifesto. (laughs) It's bizarre to read. I'm about two-thirds of the way through it, and it's just... I know this stuff, and I found it confusing, let alone persuasive. What it reads like is a political grievance. Guess what the Florida Bar said? This reads like a political grievance. Your correspondence regarding the above-named attorney has been referred to me for review. Your main complaint said in his capacity as city attorney, Mr. Andrade was obstructing and misleading in his communications during Milton's effort to hire city manager in July of 23. Your allegations also included that he improperly investigated an employee complaint and that he refused to recuse himself in a matter involving a conflict of interest. It is evident that the matters upon which your allegations are premised involve political matters that are outside the scope of the Florida Bar's grievance process. When disciplined by the Bar is indicated, the disciplinary action is taken against the attorney's licensure. The bar is not the correct forum in which to have political issues adjudicated. And resolution of those issues must be left to an appropriate forum or tribunal. The Supreme Court of Florida has ruled that the disciplinary process and proceedings are not to be used as a substitute for civil proceedings and remedies. And so, I mean, they spanked her (laughs) really, really hard. You should not be complaining to us about Alexandrati's bad behavior as an attorney, this is a political grievance. Behave. As a lawyer, she's a lawyer. She works for the city of attorney as a lawyer. She's a She was the former city attorney in the city of Milton. And she's getting told by the bar that this is a stupid complaint. It's an inappropriate complaint. Where she tried to go behind his back and take away his license. <laughs> I mean, my God. Uh, 625, Jake's got traffic on the fives. 
All right. We are still uh, watching this accident, uh, a vehicle crash at the Bob Sykes Bridge. A car actually crashed into the toll plaza there. I had southbound lanes closed for a while, but we do have uh, traveling um, uh, lanes traveling through there right now. So you can get through, but there is heavy police presence and crews on the scene for emergency crews. So it will take a while to get through there. Um, other than that, around here, I-110 and I-10 I are at posted speeds. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre not showing any slowdowns there. Nine Mile not showing any accidents. Gulf Beach Highway, no delays. No delays on Burgess or Olive. Davis Highway is clear from the I-10 overpass through Creighton, Brent, and Fairfield. And we're looking good from 12th Avenue through to Palafox and W Street. If you do see anything out there, 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Hey, if you need a new car and you're thinking about where to go, go to Frontier Motors. Great quality used cars, one, two, three years old low miles great condition that's what they specialize in the dave ramsey specials kind of cars you pick up for you know 12 or 15 or twenty thousand miles and then put 100 or 200 or three hundred thousand miles on that's what we're doing uh my civic falls into that pattern although we bought it before we got here and our um odyssey that we bought from frontier has been fantastic and they have been great ever since we have been affiliated with them frontier motors serving the pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on beverly parkway be sure to tell them andrew mckay says hi Hi, I'm Billy Anderson with Anderson Subaru in Pensacola. Your road to adventure starts with the 2024 Subaru Outback and the 2024 Subaru Forester. Both come standard with symmetrical all-wheel drive for confidence along the way. The Subaru Outback, according to Kelly Blue Book, is one of the best family cars of 2023. And according to Auto Trader and my good friend Max here, the Subaru Forester is one of the 2023 best cars for dog lovers. For information on all the awards and accolades from Kelly Blue Book and Auto Trader on the Subaru brand, the Subaru Outback, and the Subaru Forester, visit kellybluebookkbb.com and autotrader.com. Whether you're a Forester family or an Outback family, your road to adventure starts in a Subaru. Get yours during the Subaru A Lot to Love event. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at andersonsubaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. Kelly Blue Book is a registered trademark of Kelly Blue Book Company, Incorporated. Auto Trader is a registered trademark and used with permission. Tax season is here, and it's time to turn your refund into peace of mind with Jim's Firearms. Jim's Firearms is your go-to destination for top-notch personal protection. You're also going to want to secure your spot for one of their upcoming concealed carry classes. Use your refund wisely and invest in safety. Check out their wide selection online at jimsfirearms.net or visit the store in Pensacola at the corner of Serena Road and Blue Angel Parkway. Jim's Firearms, protecting what matters most. When I can't sleep, my mind just races. I think about work, the kids, but I don't think about taking melatonin because I'm afraid I'll feel groggy in the morning. Zequel Pure Z's Gummies has an optimal dose of melatonin for no next day grogginess, so you can fall asleep naturally and wake up feeling refreshed. <sighs> Zequel Pure Z's Gummies for better sleep like never before. And try Pure Z Sleep plus Next Day Energy with melatonin plus extended release B vitamins. Gulf Coast businesses are set to lose over $5 million this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. It's the beginning of tax season, and scammers know the threat of an IRS audit gets people to pay. Know that the IRS will never initiate contact through email, and any email threatening an audit is just a scam. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. All the big national news in a conversation with Markley, Van Camp, and Rob. From 11 till 2 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. 
when Alexander saw the breadth of his domain, he wept, for there were no more worlds to conquer. Benefits of a classical education. Falling asleep at the wheel again, baby. You're drifting over the line, line, yeah. Your hands are tied, but you're losing grip quickly. Fix, make a new read the sign. In excess. Pretty Vegas. 629 News Radio 92.3. David Wayne is back in the chair, controlling the newsroom after his paternity leave. And uh, David, what's going on in the newsroom, sir? Two Minnesota police officers and a paramedic have been shot and killed responding to a domestic abuse call south of Minneapolis yesterday. Every day, we pray that they go home to their families. And today, that's not happening. We are all hurting. And that is Police Chief Tanya Schwartz from Burnsville. Police say that suspect had several guns, opened fire from multiple points in the home. He died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Police say there were seven kids in the house when this all happened, but the good news is they are all reported safe now. Uh, that's a small bit of very good news in the middle of an otherwise horrible story. Uh, David, thanks so much for the update. You thought there was drama in Milton only? No, 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 no. The Florida Senate discussing the monument preservation. Oh, you'll love this next. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. Two police officers and a firefighter paramedic are shot and killed in Burnsville, Minnesota. The suspect is also dead. There was a shootout after a four-hour standoff at a home. City manager Greg Lindbergh. I have the distinct privilege of working alongside the men and women of our police department and our fire department who choose to come to work every day and risk their lives to the benefit of all of us and our safety. Seven children inside that home are unhurt. There's a deadline for the start of an Israeli military offensive in the southern Gaza city, Rafah. A senior member of the Israeli war cabinet says their troops will enter the city by March 10th if Hamas hasn't released all the remaining hostages. Benny Gantz warning Israel's deadline is the start of the Muslim holy month of Ramadan, which begins on that date. Fox's Jonathan Savage, America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 631 at News Radio 92.3. Clear skies right now, 37 degrees in Pensacola. I'm David Wayne. Well, some more information this morning on that incident on the Bob Sykes Bridge at the Toll Plaza. A Navarre man has died after crashing into the Toll Plaza on the Bob Sykes Bridge. First responders were called to the scene at about 3 o'clock this morning. FHP says a 26-year-old man that was driving a Toyota 4Runner crashed into the toll plaza. That man was pronounced dead at the scene of the crash. Southbound traffic heading into Pensacola Beach on the bridge was closed for a few hours this morning, but it has since reopened. There's new law making its way through Tallahassee. It would require people give first responders a little bit of room as they're working. This law just passed in the state Senate last week, a similar bill now making its way through the House. It would establish a 14-foot distance for bystanders to give police and paramedics as they work. It will be imperfect unless they rope it off, and you normally don't rope off until after the situation has been resolved. But uh, it is a arbitrary number, and, and I think, uh, I doubt if it will ever be questioned. State Senator Doug Broxson, he does say he supports the bill, and it's common sense. It would make it a first-degree misdemeanor to get too close to first responders while they're trying to work. And PPD says people will still be able to record officers that are working. They'll just have to be 14 feet away. 
A Pensacola man is now behind bars on multiple charges relating to an alleged sexual battery incident last week. 20-year-old Kizuri Jackson faces charges including sexual assault of a victim under 18, indecent exposure, and lewd and lascivious behavior with a victim between 12 and 16. PPD says Jackson was wanted for an incident that happened at Palafox and Scott Streets last Wednesday. Officers recognized Jackson on Saturday, and he was taken into custody. He's now in the Escambia County Jail on $30,000 bond. Well, after a 40-year career in law enforcement, Niceville Police Chief David Popwell says he's decided to retire. City of Niceville releasing a statement over the weekend officially announcing his retirement. Popwell spent 19 years in Niceville. He's on the job through the end of the month. The Aquatic Center at Booker T. Washington High School hosting a free swim program and dive program for elementary school students this spring. That program will include an introduction to water safety, competitive swimming, and improvement on freestyle and backstroke swimming. The program runs March 6th through May 17th. And if you have a student who might be interested, they do need to be able to jump in deep water and swim 40 feet unassisted. They also have to be a registered student in Escambia County. Registration is open March 4th and 5th, and you can contact the Washington High School Aquatics Director, Megan Oberholzer, for more information on that. Now, the Daytona 500 was officially a rainout yesterday. It's the third significant weather-related delay for the race in the past five seasons. With rain in the forecast for the entire day around Daytona International, for the first time ever, Speed Weeks will conclude with a Monday doubleheader. NASCAR's Xfinity race is now set at 11 a.m., ahead of the 500, now with a planned start time of 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm Scott Carr. And right now... Let's get an update on our traffic on the fives with Jake. All right. On I-10 eastbound at Pine Forest, we have a disabled vehicle in the median, and a wrecker is on the scene to get that vehicle cleared out. So you could see some slowdown there, but I'm not really seeing any any major problems with that. And earlier on the Bob Sykes Bridge, we have that vehicle crash with injuries. Uh, so if you're headed to Pensacola Beach this morning southbound on Bob Sykes, you could see some lane blockage or closures while they clear that scene right there. Um, otherwise, around town, we're looking good. I-10 and I-110 are at posted speeds, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze and Navarre is flowing smoothly. Highway 29 is accident-free from the Atmore cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. And uh, Lillian Jackson, Navy, New Warrington, all accident-free. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. We all had a beautiful sunny day today with temperatures in the 60s, 61 degrees for your high. Temperatures tonight dropping back in the 30s, 39 degrees. For Tuesday, a nice sunny pattern continues high near 65 degrees. Tuesday night temperatures dropping near 47. Warming up on Wednesday into the upper 60s with a high near 68 with plenty of sunshine. Stay connected to Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. 37 in Pensacola, 39 in Gulf Breeze, 35 in Milton. Your next news at 7 and breaking news anytime. I'm David Wayne for News Radio 92.3. I'm Jim Chesko with your money now. If you were hit with a $1,000 emergency expense, could you afford to pay it? Well, a bank rate study shows most Americans wouldn't be able to. It found that 56% of U.S. adults lack the emergency funds to handle this unexpected fee. 
59% of baby boomers said they could handle a $1,000 expense, followed by 43% of millennials, 36% of Gen Xers, and just 31% of Gen Zers. New data show that U.S. corporate bankruptcies soared in 2023, a jump of 58% from the prior year. DebtWire's latest Restructuring Insights report says there were 282 business bankruptcies last year, up from 179 in 2022. Bankruptcies in the healthcare sector made up more than one-fifth of the cases, with the real estate sector second on the list. Among big-name bankruptcies last year, Rite Aid, Silicon Valley Bank, office-sharing giant WeWork, and trucking firm Yellow Corporation. That's your money now. This ad furnished by Nesmet Taju LLC. Offer not valid in all states or prohibited by law. Loans are subject to lender approval. See website for details. Honey, the credit card bill came, and we're maxed out. Great. Maxed out cards, rent is due, bills are piling up. We just need some extra cash to help us get by. We should do what my brother did. He went to 27cash.com and got $3,000. With our bad credit? 27cash.com is different. They're one of the largest personal loan networks. They can help people with any type of credit get up to $5,000. I'm sure there's a lot of paperwork. Nope. My brother said it was fast and easy. He did it right from his phone. If you have a regular source of income, you can be approved for a loan of up to $5,000 in minutes and your cash can hit your bank account as soon as the next day. Our lenders have millions of dollars to lend regardless of your credit history. Great news. I went to 27cash.com and we'll have our money as soon as tomorrow. Wow, that is fast. If you need extra cash, go to 27cash.com. That's 27cash.com. 27cash.com. For a short month, February sure has a lot going on. The big game, Mardi Gras, Valentine's, and President's Day, to name a few. So, what else can we celebrate? How about a very low interest rate and $500 cash when you finance a 2024 Volkswagen at Feedmore Imports? That's right. Feedmore Imports now offers 1.9% financing for 48 months on all 2024 Tiguan and Taos models, plus $500 customer cash. The 2024 Tiguan S from 29101 and financing for 1.9% at 48 months. The 2024 Taos S from 24991 and 1.9% financing at 48 months. Plus the 2024 Volkswagen Jetta S now from 22481 with available financing of 1.9 at 48 months. These deals won't last long, so hurry to feed more imports. They're not in Car City, but at 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates and bonus cash for qualifying credit. CCI must take retail delivery by March 4th, 2024. See you for details. Hi, this is Todd Thompson, President and CEO of the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Tune in to the Pensacola Expert Panel for the Chamber Connection Show that will keep you informed on what's going on with your Chamber of Commerce. Tune in at 10 to find out about our upcoming events, all of our different programs, and what's happening with our local business community. It's the Chamber Connection Show every other Monday at 10 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Ready for intelligent and thought-provoking conversation? Tune in to the Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola. Weekdays from 2 till 4 p.m. on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Guy Benson, the brilliant and charismatic host, brings you a fresh perspective on the biggest stories of the day. Guy keeps you engaged and informed. Don't miss out on the intellectual thrill ride. Tune in to the Guy Benson Show on News Radio Pensacola from 2 till 4 p.m. It's the show that'll challenge your thinking and leave you wanting more on News Radio Pensacola.
bill creates the Historical Monuments and Memorials Protection Act. The intent is to ensure that all historical monuments and memorials, regardless of where they are located in the state, are protected and preserved and not removed, damaged, or destroyed. You might suspect that this is going to be an interesting conversation. Oh, you will not be disappointed. This is in the Senate. This is SB 1122 Monuments. And uh, Lori Berman, a Democrat, asks what I thought was a fair question. Say a local government puts up a plaque honoring a star football player or something, and then he goes on to murder people and becomes a murderer. Um, would what? How do they? How are under this bill? How are they able to remove that plaque? The goal of this bill is not to remove monuments or memorials. The goal is to preserve history. The answer is you can't. That's the point. So, what would you suggest? Uh, explanatory addendum so the murderer would still their plaque could still would still have to stay up is what you're saying and then you could put a plaque next to it saying john doe murdered 10 people uh, was a mass murderer or whatever after this event um and we apologize for that is that how you envision things under this bill is that what you're thinking is going to happen that that the plaque of the mass murderer stays up and somebody can explain it is that what we're going to do but in your hypothetical a plaque was placed because of some achievement that that football player made just like a wikipedia page uh, you can look up some pretty bad people in history and find find what somebody did in the past but there's also updates um that can be provided, and this bill provides for those updates to provide context. So you you get the point of this question, right? It's not primarily about the football player turned mass murderer. It's about Confederate statues, right? That's the issue. But also, you know, other statues or plaques or remembrances to people who might suffer the whims of shifting cultural opinion, say Christopher Columbus or Thomas Jefferson or George Washington, and, you know, or... People like, uh, you know, what if you put up a famous football coach and it turns out later that he's really not a very good guy, Jason Pizzo, a Democrat also? The Bobby Knights, the Joe Paternos, um, sort of a hypothetical about O.J. Simpson. Is your concern that we're in this preservation kind of idea, is your concern that we're going to forget history or forget what happened? I, I I don't think when statues of Stalin and Lenin and Hitler and Mussolini and 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 uh, brutal dictators were taken down that anyone in that culture or that country forgot how horrible the history was. So can we just not remove a statue? And the answer is no, you can't remove them unless the Florida legislature comes in and supersedes. Um, you basically would add a plaque and do an explanation, which, by the way, if you think about like the Lee Square Monument that went away, uh, that was always my view is. Um, I am. I hate the Confederacy. I hate slavery. I'm anti the Confederate flag. But I, I mean, just like what it means for me. But should the city of Five Flags be the city of Five Flags? It should be. You know, that's our history. And uh, you know, ugly, embarrassing, awful though it might be, it's our history. And I don't think you solve anything by tearing down history. And I would have preferred. I think we're missing something now at Lee Square. You drive through there, it's just it's not the same anymore. You know, it's boring. <laughs> what it was before was interesting and ugly in some ways. And, uh, you know, anyway, so that's also in the backdrop of all of this is, you know, because this was is originally filed. It would have had a um, uh, retroactivity clause that would have put the Lee Square Monument back up 
or at least find and maybe find people, although that got deleted for it later, uh, got reduced for it later. So uh, Jonathan Martin is saying, um, well, no, I mean, what what's going on here is we're taking away history and he really makes what I find to be a very weak argument in defense of this because Jason Pizzo says this is an unfunded mandate though, right? Like you're telling local municipalities they have to repair, maintain and provide security. If it gets vandalized in perpetuity for something that a particular city council or County commission voted on back in the day. I mean, that's an unfunded mandate. You're imposing that on the locals, right? And if they don't want it anymore, who are we as a legislature, you know, who are we to preempt this decision away from them? Okay. And, and by the way, even though I disagree with the taking down of the statue, I agree that the Pensacola City Council had the authority to do it. You know, you have to believe in the right and power and authority to do decisions you don't agree with. Otherwise, you don't really believe in democracy. You just believe in having your own will accomplished. So I hate the idea that Tallahassee would somehow come in and preempt all of this stuff and say, no, 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 you can't take any of this stuff down. And Jonathan Martin here makes what I think is a very weak argument, but this is the best argument he's got for the bill. Oh, actually, you know what, before we get to that, let's get Jake in here with Traffic on the Fives. Jake? All right, this traffic report brought to you by Robert Half. Uh, we have East Nine Mile at Kimstrand Road, a disabled vehicle with roadblock there. And uh, earlier on the Bob Sykes Bridge, we had a vehicle crash with injuries. A, a car actually crashed into the toll plaza. If you're headed to Pensacola Beach this morning, you could see some lane blockage enclosures while crews clear that scene. Otherwise, I-10 and I-110 at posted speeds, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City. Gulf Beach Highway, not showing any delays. Highway 29 South is accident-free from the Atmore Cutoff in Molino through Cantonment. And Highway 98 through Gulf Breeze in Navarre. No problems there. If you do see anything out there slowing you down, you can always call or text our traffic tip line. That number is 437-1620. Nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring today. Robert Half is here to help. At Robert Half, they know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And see history that maybe the people in that location don't want to see anymore. So now we're preserving monuments from Tallahassee because somebody from Sarasota might want to come see the Lee Square pedestal in Pensacola? That's the argument? I mean, it's a weird argument. I just don't know how often monument tourism happens, (laughs) you know? But also that that's the justification is we've got to protect what Fort Myers might do to a monument. We've got to protect them from taking something down because the people from Panama City might want a vacation there and look at their particularly their Confederate statues, let's imagine. It's just a kind of a weird position to put yourself in. So uh, Jason Pizzo says, um, hey, what, what, what statues are actually in danger of being removed? Can you name a statue that you think statue that you think is subject to removal right now? that you're concerned about that will that will create a void in the annals of Florida history that you want to protect right now. Can you name one? I don't know any that are subject to being removed. So that's not a great answer. Um, they bring up the issue of a Christopher Columbus statue that got moved, and I guess it didn't get removed. It just got moved to a different location. Um, but, you know, a lot of back and forth on that, in ter- including – I can't see a piece of Florida history. But maybe because is that because he landed in San Salvador and not in the United States? Or because that he and his brother conducted one of the largest slave trades in human history? Okay, so it's going to get a little chippy <laughs> in this conversation. And 
all of a sudden, Pensacola gets name-checked in all of this in a way that I did not expect. Name one statute in Florida right now that you're concerned that might be removed if this bill doesn't pass. Well, a lot of them. One, Veterans Memorial Wall in Jacksonville, the Korean War Memorial in Tallahassee, the Veterans Memorial Park in Pensacola, Florida National Cemetery in Bushnell, uh, Central Florida Veterans Memorial Park in Orlando, Veterans Memorial in Leesburg and Lake Placid, Wall of Honor in Miami, Florida Keys Historical Military Memorial. There's, there's a very long I, list. What? Is there some move afoot I didn't know about to remove the Veterans Memorial Park monuments? And, I mean, he fast lists them like they're real good, but, you know, sometimes people talk fast to avoid too many questions. So Jason Pizzo, again, the Democrat, is asking Jonathan Martin, you really think those Veterans Memorial Park monuments are in jeopardy of being removed? If I may, no one up here of any political party, persuasion, background, or feeling thinks that any of those that you just enumerated should be removed. Yeah, that was a dumb move. <laughs> I don't know this Jonathan Martin. He's a senator. I'm sure he's you know, an okay guy. And based on other things he said, but that was a silly move to, to list off all of these because nobody's trying to do it. But here, let me, let me say this. I hope that Veterans Memorial Park stays forever. I love it. It's a beautiful, amazing, moving testimony to the importance of the military to our area and to our country. But if some future group of Pensacolians decide that they don't want Veterans Memorial Park there, that should be their decision to make. And though I would be very disturbed and disgusted by that choice, it would be their choice to make. That's what self-government means. And though I would argue for not taking down any of that stuff, again, it would be, this is designed to say, Nope, once you put something up, you can never take it down. Once you put something up, you can never remove it, change it. Even like grave markers. You wouldn't be able to move like portions of cemeteries or upgrade and refurbish them because they're all protected under this bill. I mean, it's a it's a weird, crazy bill. And because it is primarily going to wind up being about Confederate monuments in the main, although not the entirety, um, it gets a lot of pushback from people who are like, I don't understand. We were just downstairs at the flag discussion where we were being told that you can't fly flags in City Hall anymore, but we would not be able to fly a Confederate flag, specifically was part of the mention, and now we're being told that you have to preserve Confederate flags when they show up on your monuments. What? Like this schizophrenic Senate that can't figure out what position that it has. And Pensacola shows up again because somebody came from Pensacola and said, I'm here from Pensacola in support of this bill because we just got through with a case over there where the monument was in place for 120 years until the city council, the woke city council, decided overnight had to be torn Mm -hmm. down. Okay. I agree with the criticism. I disagreed with the decision. But why does Pensacola keep getting (laughs) dragged into stuff here? But he's right. I mean, the the whole process, they filed suit and the federal court said we don't have any jurisdiction. The the other court said that there's no standing. And so there was no way for them as citizens to what they should have done is done what the Malcolm Young Jim folks want to do is start a petition. Uh, I don't think anybody actually formally filed that to change. But anyway, there is much more to this conversation. And I only gave you kind of the backdrop. We'll come back to this next hour at 735 because that's when it really got interesting. Oh, and I mean it like You think that nobody who's a racist will ever say so out loud? Oh, it got said out loud. Here, I'll just, 
I'll give you just a tease. Okay, this is just this is just one little piece of it. This is this is what's gonna come up next hour at seven thirty-five. You ready? Or, or you can always check it out on the podcast. But here you go. This is this was another speaker, a guy named Charles Patrick, who is a, a, a lawyer apparently. This product of removal of a statues that have historic significance that are over a hundred years old is part of the culture war being waged against white society. Mm. <laughs> and when asked, you mean white supremacy? Yes, ma'am. Next hour, 654 on News Radio 92.3. I'm Andrew McKay. The cooler weather in Pensacola is a great time of the year for gardening. Whether it's planting roses, planting shrubs and trees and cool weather color, and of course, planning for spring. This is Mike Wiggins. If you've got gardening questions, we've got answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesdays, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Sponsored by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping at Barnes Feed Store. Pinner Credit Union is here for every move-in day to the perfect home, every trip up the coast in the perfect car, for every business door unlocked, every dollar saved for something special, every dream achieved one goal at a time. We're here because Pinner Credit Union has been a part of this community since 1936. And with affordable lending, flexible accounts, easy access, and smart guidance, we're a perfect fit for the way you bank. Join us at Pinner.org. You'll fit right in. Insured by NCUA Equal Housing Lender. News Radio 92.3 AM 1620 is accepting applications for employment. Periodically, we have openings in sales, business, news, promotions, engineering, production, and programming. We'll keep your application for consideration when such an opening occurs. We also provide internships for qualified students. Apply online at News Radio 92.3 or at our studios at 7251 Plantation Road between 8.30 a.m. and 5.30 p.m. ADX Communications is an equal opportunity employer. Join the Pensacola Expert Panel Wednesday at 1030 as Bess Marks from Lazy Boy Gulf Coast joins the show and talks about Lazy Boy's upcoming events at all three Gulf Coast locations, Pensacola, Spanish Fort, and Mobile. How to incorporate Lazy Boy's free in-home design service with recliners, sofas, accessories, and artwork to make your home look just like a picture out of a magazine. Text or call in your questions for the Pensacola Expert Panel at 850-437-1620, weekdays from 9 to 11 on News Radio 92.3. News Radio Pensacola on 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. Informative, local, dependable. National average for gallon of gas, 327. Florida's 328. Mississippi is 285. And California's 465. And Navarre, 306 at the Sefco up 87. 304 at the Walmart West. 298 and the uh, Circle K, I think that is in Tiger Point. Sure enough, it is. 314 at a couple of stations in proper. 306 at the Raceway in Milton. 309 at the Pea Ridge Murphy. And then 309 at a couple of stations through Pace. On 9 Mile, the Walmart has uh, 297. Uh, if you are coming in from the northwest side, uh, north side, 297 at the uh, Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And then coming in from the southwest side, looks like 306 the Shell at Cervantes. Jake's got our traffic on the fives this morning. Jake. 
All right, we do have a disabled vehicle. This is going to be East Nine Mile Road at Kim Strand. We have a disabled vehicle there with roadblock. And earlier on the Bob Sykes Bridge, we did have that vehicle crash with injuries. If you're headed to Pensacola Beach this morning, uh, you could see some lane blockage going southbound there and some closures while crews clear that scene. Otherwise, we have uh, no problems on I-10 or I-110, not showing any slowdowns on Pine Forest or in Car City, no delays on Burgess or Olive. Highway 90 is clear coming out of Milton through Pace this morning. Cervantes is clear through the curve on Scenic Highway and Summit Boulevard also not showing any accidents. If you do see anything out there, you can always call or text our traffic tip line 437-1620. This traffic report brought to you by Frontier Motors, the only dealer Dave Ramsey recommends in Pensacola. Frontier Motors on Beverly Parkway. I'm Jake Walker with your traffic on the fives. Thanks so much, Jake. David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David... The widow of Russian opposition leader Alexei Navalny says the Kremlin is hiding his body in an effort to cover up his murder. The vocal critic of President Vladimir Putin died last week in a Russian prison. Now his mother and lawyers have reportedly been denied access to the body. The widow is accusing authorities there of waiting for traces of poison to leave his body. Uh, the new Bob Marley biopic came out uh, on top at the weekend box office. Bob Marley One Love apparently took in $28 million in its opening weekend, which set a new record for the biggest midweek Valentine's Day opening. All right. Very good, David. Thanks so much for the update. Time for future news. Jake and I tell you what's going to happen before it happens. Uh, Randy Jorgensen, they uh, voted 5-2 to two to pursue negotiations with him as the interim Milton City Council manager. Is he uh, city manager? Is he going to be? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. How long, you think? Uh, a month. <laughs> no, I think it's going <laughs> to be. be I mean, he doesn't want to stay there a year. I think it'll be at least six months. It's yeah. going to take him a long time. Um, <laughs> will the city council vote to censure Mayor Heather Lindsay for trying to attack Alex Andrade's uh, legal status? I'll in, say, in, yeah, I maybe. actually think that might be on the offing here, yeah. yeah. Listen on air at 92.3, 95.3, and AM 1620. News Radio 92.3, WNRP, Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.